Well, hello, my friends, and good Monday morning to you. Today is April 26th. My name is Roger, and in the IT department is my always faithful wife, Angie, and together we make up the Barnabas Bridge. Thanks so much for stopping by uh, with us this week. And, and we hope that you really uh, are digging into some of the scriptures that we've been looking at in the last few weeks, uh, because we're going to be kind of having a, com um, uh, a moving on from them today. Uh, because I'll tell you, if, if you've been around for a little while, or even if you haven't, I'll tell you now, it's kind of our practice here uh, in our weekday morning conversations. On the Monday, we ask a question, and then the rest of the week, we go through the scriptures um, trying to answer that question according to how God wants us to know it. Uh, and so, two weeks ago, we had a conversation that said simply, what is faith? And uh, probably the scripture that was the overall guidance for that week was from Hebrews 11.1 1, that says that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Last week, uh, we asked a, a pretty serious question, and it was, what is the most dangerous thing in the world? And if I would put a kind of a synopsis on the entirety of the week, I think what it would really come down to, and I, I know that most of you, if not all of you, would agree, the most dangerous thing for us to do is not to be completely 100% sure um, that uh, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Uh, he makes a statement in, in his time walking on earth that said, uh, on the last days, there's going to be people that will say, Lord, Lord, uh, didn't we do so many of these works and so many things uh, in your name? And he would say, uh, I never knew you. We just never, ever want to find ourselves in that position. And, and so there's many things in Scripture that will help us to kind of unpack that and really put it into our lives and see where we stand in, in truth, uh, not in some sort of a, a world guidance or those kind of things, but exactly what God's Word says. And so with the, on the heels then of, um, of the question, what is faith and what is the most dangerous thing in the world, I thought we'd kind of sort of, in a way, back up just a bit. And this week I'd like to talk about a term that many, maybe you have heard, and it's called saving faith. Now saving faith, um, I'll tell you, I think there's kind of like maybe three aspects that would be um, necessary for us to get into a position where we could say, I have saving faith. It, you know, saving faith would be what took me from who I used to be uh, to who I am now. And in between that is Jesus Christ. Um, I once was blind, but now I see. Those type of things. Well, saving faith then would have, first and foremost, it would have to be an area of knowledge uh, then. The knowledge of who Jesus is and, and really truly belief that He is who He claims to be. But more than that, it would take this um, understanding of that. And secondly, then, for saving faith, we'd have to know that these things are true. We would have to have, without a doubt, it would be moving from head knowledge to heart knowledge. We'd have to know um, without any kind of uh, shaking in our faith that the gospel is true, that Jesus Christ died for my sins, and that he rose from the dead so that I may have eternal life everlasting. And so in this understanding of saving faith, with those two aspects in place, then we will go to number three. So if we had the head knowledge and the heart knowledge, most certainly we'd have to be in a progressive nature of trust in God in our lives. And so what would that would be is the more that we trust, the more that we are willing to follow. And the more that we follow, we find that the more we obey, the more truly blessed we are in our lives. 
So then saving faith, what would that look like? Saving faith in the life of a believer would be uh, led by the Holy Spirit, directed, um, consumed by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life because we know that Christ said um, when He goes, He's going to leave the deposit of the Holy Spirit in the lives of all believers. And so this week we're going to do kind of a subtitle uh, on each day as well. And so this week, uh, or this day on Monday, what does saving faith look like? And we're going to say it is filled. Because without the Holy Spirit, we can have all kinds of lists of things that we want to accomplish in our lives. Um, being better people, being more uh, moral, being more um, just kind and um, empathetic. But those things are only, you can only do so much um, with our old nature. It is the new nature directed by God, the Holy Spirit, is when we start making these changes, and that happens when we have reached a point in our lives when we have saving faith. You know, there's many, many scriptures in the Bible that talk about what does this look like then? So this week we are going to spend our time, what does saving faith look like lived out in the, in the life of a believer? And so I'll tell you, in Scripture, maybe the one that is, really jumps out at you, that is just a, a clear demarcation from what an old man used to look like and what the new man would look like. And that's in Galatians chapter 5, and it is uh, beginning in verse number 16. Um, it's, the, it's the portion of Scripture that many of you would hear, have heard called the fruit of the Spirit. Um, when we are under the guidance, the, the pressure of the Holy Spirit, these things start showing up in our lives that I never could have attained on my own. But with God the Holy Spirit, they're becoming more and more evident in my life. And not just me thinking they are, but other people perhaps is noticing them as well, prayerfully. In that section, they have a, a heading in my Bible, and it's called Life by the Spirit. And that would, that's a, you know, the headings were added in late, later. There's certainly not Scripture, God's Word, but it is helpful in many ways. And when it says Life by the Spirit, that gives us a clear understanding that no real changes are made apart from Him, God, the Holy Spirit. So it begins like this, and, and, and Paul is writing this to the church of Galatia, and he says, I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And we know that the sinful nature has been nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ, and therefore, any kind of time we are, are still holding on to those things of the past, um, James says that that's our own doing. That we have the power by the Holy Spirit, life by the Holy Spirit, to leave those ways behind and start moving more into um, the, the activity that the Holy Spirit desires to work into our lives. 16 again. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So there it is. When we are acting like the old man, when we are keeping around old uh, habits, old desires, old actions, um, that's our work. And, and we turn to the Spirit then. And when we are progressively growing in saving faith, we learn to follow, we learn to obey, and our lives change. And so Paul wants to make this clear understanding what the old men used to look like. And he starts with this. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. 
sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And here's where we're at. We're wanting to know what does saving faith look like because we want to um, really apply it to our lives. Are we there or not? We do not want to be in the camp where Jesus looks at us and says, I never knew you. Um, and there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 13.5 that says, examine yourselves to make sure that you're in the faith. It's not something that we can take whole, uh, half, half uh, hazardly. What is the most dangerous thing in the world? Well, I'll tell you what. It's not knowing where we stand on that last day when we are standing before the King, Jesus Christ. 22 says, but, but, there's that line that always marks the difference between who we were and who we've become. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the things of the Spirit. Those are the things I would like to talk about this week. Are we being filled by the Spirit, and are these things becoming more and more evident in our lives? They are, if we are hungry after the um, application of being filled by the Holy Spirit. And that, my friends, is what saving faith looks like. I hope this has been a, a good start to your week, and it's going to be helpful as we progress through to, from here to Friday. My prayer is with you folks, and I think that this is just going to be a great study. I hope you come back tomorrow, and we'll examine ourselves a little further. So God bless you. We love you here at the Barnabas Bridge, and we'll see you soon. Take care, my friends. Bye.